Hi, I'm Terry Savelle Foy. Thank you so much for watching today. We have a special broadcast for you. But first, I want to ask you if you identify with any of these statistics. Listen to this. 1.6 million U.S. households, that's one out of every 73, filed for bankruptcy in 2003. Some 40% of American families annually spend more than they earn. 40% spend more than they earn. Listen to this, the average credit card debt among all American households is $8,400. That's not including mortgage or car payments, just credit card debt is more than $8,000. The average personal wealth of a 50-year-old American, including home equity, is less than $40,000. Now, why am I telling you this? Because God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper be in health even as your soul prospers. And you know, you hear a lot of talk about the blessing, being empowered to be blessed, but a lot of times we don't really know what that means. Well, I'm gonna take you into a convention where my dad shares how you are empowered by the blessing. And once you realize that, you grab hold of it, it will help you overcome any obstacle you could ever face. I want us to look for a moment at how the blessing and the favor of God can work in the midst of adversity. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, have you found that yet? Yes, sir. Genesis chapter 12. Notice once again, God says to Abram, I will bless thee, make thy name great or distinguished, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now, once again, the Amplified Bible adds this statement, and give you an abundant increase of favors. So God pronounced the blessing upon Abram, later changed his name to Abraham, and he also bestowed upon him his favor. He pronounced the blessing on him, and he bestowed upon him his favor. So Abraham now has two very powerful spiritual forces that are operating in his life. The blessing and favor. Say it with me. The blessing and favor. It was on his life from the moment that God pronounced it. There is a scripture, and I'll talk about it in one of the uh, next sessions. There is a scripture where David said that whatever God blesses, it is blessed forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever God blesses, that blessing is on it forever, hallelujah. And we'll get into that verse in a, in a later lesson. It also, there's a verse in the book of Psalms from the New American Standard Version that says, His favor is for a lifetime. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. So the blessing, if you ever get the blessing on your life, it is there forever. Amen. If you ever get the favor of God on your life, it's there for a lifetime. And let me just help you out and go ahead and get ahead of myself. You don't have to be concerned with trying to get it anymore. The day you got born again, you got it. Hallelujah. Amen. You already have the blessing and you already have God's favor. You walked in here with it. You're going to walk out of here with it. It's going to be on you for the rest of your life. Now, what many of you need to learn how to do is Learn how to walk in it, hallelujah. Learn how to appropriate it. Learn how to activate it. And when you do, then your life 
will never, ever be the same. Can you say amen? So notice, once God pronounced the blessing on Abraham and he bestowed his favor upon him, it was there for the rest of his life. In fact, in Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1, it says that when Abraham had become well stricken in age, became an old, old man, God had blessed him in all things. Every area of his life had the blessing of God on it. And we know that the blessing of God is an empowerment. It is an empowerment to prosper, to succeed, to increase, to multiply, to excel, and to rise above whatever tries to keep you down or hold you back. That's what the blessing is designed to do. I want you to repeat this with me. The blessing, the blessing. is an empowerment, is an empowerment. On, my on my life right now, right now. Giving, me giving me the ability to prosper, to, prosper, to, succeed, to succeed, to increase, to, increase, to, multiply, to multiply, to excel, to and to rise above everything that attempts to hold me back or keep me down and give the Lord a good shout for it. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what the blessing is designed to do. Now, once again, shortly after God had pronounced the blessing upon Abraham's life, had bestowed his favor upon his life, look at chapter 13 and verse 2. And Abram was very rich in cattle in silver and in gold. Notice one chapter later. One chapter later. We already see the blessing. We already see the favor of God doing what it's designed to do. The man is rich in silver and cattle and gold in every way. And it all happened within one chapter. Look at your neighbor and say, how many chapters will it take you? <laughs> Amen. The blessing's already working. Now, if you want to know what the blessing will do, look at chapter 13. It's already working. Proverbs chapter 10 says, the blessing, it maketh rich. Hallelujah. I love another translation. It says, the blessing will provide or produce a rich life. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm living a rich life. Praise God. That's what the blessing is designed to do. So we see the blessing already working. We see the favor of God already working. But not only that, in chapter 14, Abraham faced a great army, totally outnumbered. This army had gone into Sodom, Gomorrah, and they had taken all the goods of these cities. Not only that, they had taken also Lot, Abraham's nephew, into captivity. Well, that didn't sit well with Abraham. And even though he doesn't have an army in size of these armies that came against them, he took 300 household servants. and went against this mighty army, knowing that he had something on him that they did not have on them. 
It wasn't military skill. It wasn't military power. It wasn't superior weapons. It was the blessing. And what is the blessing designed to do? It is an, it is an empowerment to excel, to rise above. And with only 300 household servants, he went against this mighty army and he defeated them. In fact, when he presented himself before Melchizedek, Melchizedek noticed and acknowledged and he made this statement to Abraham. Blessed of the Most High God is Abraham. Hallelujah. He recognized that there was no way in the natural that Abraham could do this other than the fact that he had something on him that made him superior to his circumstances and that something was the blessing of God and the favor of God. Amen. When you have the blessing of God and the favor of God on your life, it makes you superior to your circumstances. Give the Lord a shout for that, praise God. Can you say amen? So we see the blessing and the favor of God working in the midst of adversity. In Genesis chapter 26, God had told Abraham that this blessing would not only be on him and his favor would not only be on him, but it would be on his seed after him. And so in Genesis chapter 26, we see a story about Abraham's seed, Isaac. And the Bible says there was a famine in the land. A famine in the land in Abraham's day or in Isaac's day would be like bad economy or recession in our day. Because a famine certainly had a way of affecting these men's assets, which were flocks and herds and cattle and sheep. And so it says there was a famine in the land. But God told Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Don't look for some other source. Don't run from the challenge. I will be with you and I will bless you. Or in other words, I will empower you to rise above this. I will empower you to become superior to your circumstances. And the Bible says that Isaac stayed in that land even though there was a famine. He even sowed in that land even though there was a famine. You could say that in the midst of what everybody else was saying was worst of times, Isaac went ahead and just lived like he normally lived, paid no attention to what everybody else was saying, did not join the famine, didn't join the recession, and just kept depending on the blessing of God and the favor of God to get him over. And the Bible says that in the midst of what everybody else is calling worst of times, Isaac rose above it and had his best of times. And it says, and the man waxed great and he went forward and he grew until he became very great. I like that phrase. He waxed great. The next time somebody asks you during the course of this convention, how are you doing? 
just say, waxing great, thank you. <laughs> now, when you go back home and you're out on the street or in your place of employment and somebody says, how are you doing? And you say, waxing great, thank you. They're not going to know what you're talking about. So what do we mean by waxing great? Well, the Amplified Bible calls it uh, growing and continuing to grow and get uh, here's the way the Amplified says, gained more and more until he became wealthy and distinguished. Look at your neighbor and tell him again, I am waxing great. The message translation says, the man got richer and richer by the day. In what everybody else is calling worst of times, Isaac is having his best of times. You see, that's the way it should be with you and me. When they're screaming worst of times, we should be having our best of times because the blessing of God and the favor of God is on our lives and it makes us superior to our circumstances. I wish somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. So notice here, we see the blessing and we see the favor of God working in the midst of adversity. This tells me that God's blessing and God's favor will work in bad economy, work in recession, work in even a great depression. You know, they said back in 2008 that we had entered into a time that resembled the Great Depression of 1929. And you know what? Since 2008, my ministry has never been better. We've been having our best of times right from the beginning of when they started screaming, worst of times, worst of times. Amen. But you know what we did? We started putting a greater demand upon the blessing and upon the favor of God to show up every day, and it has. Hallelujah. And God's no respecter of persons. If he'd do it for us, he'd do it for you. Can you say amen? Amen. The blessing of God and the favor of God, it worked for Jacob. In fact, Laban came to Jacob one day and he said, you know, when you first came to me, I had little. But since you're coming, it has increased into much. And he recognized that the reason being was the blessing and the favor of God that was on Jacob's life. Amen. And Jacob agreed with him. He said, you're right. When I first came, you had little, and it has increased into a multitude since my coming. That tells me that you can get in association with someone in whom the blessing is working for and the favor of God is working for, and it's quite possible it'll begin to work for you like it works for them. Amen. Hallelujah. So it worked for Jacob. We know that it worked for Joseph. See, I'm talking about the blessing and the favor of God working in the midst of adversity, working in the midst of challenges. We've had a lot of challenges in the last few years. The, uh, our nation, uh, people in general, the body of Christ, you know, everywhere I go, I find a lot of Christians that are hurting and suffering, a lot of people challenged financially. And yet we have something on us that should make us superior to all of that. Amen. It's the blessing, and it's the favor of God. Amen. If it's not working for you, it's not because you don't have it. 
And it's not because God doesn't want it to. It could be lack of knowledge. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Or it could be you know about it, but you're not appropriating it. Amen? You got to be more than just a hearer. You got to be a doer. And you know, in the time in which we live, you really don't need to back off of this at all. Get more aggressive with it. Hallelujah. Get up every day of your life confessing that the blessing of God empowers me to prosper today. The blessing of God empowers me to succeed. It empowers me to increase. It empowers me to multiply. It empowers me to excel. It empowers me to rise above everything that tries to hold me down or hold me back. Hallelujah. Amen. The favor of God that's on my life will open doors for me that no man can shut. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Get more aggressive with this. Now, we know it worked for Joseph. I mean, you talk about a man with adversity. His own family came against him. Sold into slavery. Wound up in a prison. But God had promised, I will be with you. Anytime you see God promising, I will be with you, you can count on it. The blessing and the favor comes right there with him. Hallelujah. He never leaves home without it. The blessing, the favor, it comes when God comes. And he said, I will be with you. God's, uh, God's word says, and he found grace or favor in the sight of the Lord. Yes, sir. And the blessing of God and the favor of God took him from the pit to the palace, from a prisoner to prime minister. Hallelujah. What do you suppose the blessing and the favor of God wants to do for you? Amen. It could take you from being the, uh, the least recognized employee to the management position, hallelujah. I've discovered the favor of God can bring promotion to a person's life even when they don't have expertise, even though they don't have seniority. Let me tell you one of the key phrases that always indicates you're about to have some favor manifest. When you hear somebody say, I don't know why I'm doing this. Get ready, smile real big. You're about to have some favor, hallelujah. Next time you walk in, your boss calls you in and says, you know, you haven't worked here long enough for this. I don't know why we're doing this. Just start smiling and shouting if it's appropriate. If not, shout when you leave his office because you're about to have some favor, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Joseph because of the blessing and the favor of God that was on his life. He went from the lowest point in life to the highest, hallelujah, amen. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money, paying the bills, feeding the kids and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. 
But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. We are so excited about Dad's latest book. This just came out, Why God Wants You to Prosper. Well, you know, it's easy to have a limited mindset when you have limited resources. You know, when you get into a habit of saying things like, I could never send my kids to that college. We shouldn't even waste our time looking in that neighborhood. Don't even think about driving a car like that. Or we'll never have a church building that size. You know, when you get in a habit of saying those things, you're limiting your mindset. Well, you know, God's the one who said, listen to this in Psalm 35. He says, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children. So if you really think about that scripture, they were supposed to go around constantly saying, God takes pleasure in prospering me. He said, let them say continually, God takes pleasure in prospering me. Now, why were they supposed to say that over and over and over? Because it was to help them get a prosperous mentality, a prosperous mindset. And you know, it's just a fact that your mind is like a magnet. Whatever gets in your mind and stays there, it will eventually show up in your life. You know, the world calls it the law of attraction, that whatever you focus on, you will attract in your life. Well, God calls it Proverbs 23, 7. It says, whatever a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. So what you're saying is what you think about, you bring about. So if you're constantly thinking we will never have enough, we're always going to come up short, we always miss opportunities, then that's exactly what you're going to attract in your life. That's exactly the direction your life is going to go. Well, God said in, in Psalm 35, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children. So if you would just start saying, you know, to your family, God enjoys prospering us. God wants to. He takes pleasure in prospering our family. Get your mind reprogrammed, renewed to a whole new way of thinking, and then let it come out of your mouth. You know, every time you speak your, you know, what you're believing for, when you speak it out of your mouth, you believe it in a stronger way. In fact, I was reading a story recently about a single parent who struggled financially, but she got a hold of the Word of God. She began to renew her mind to the Word of God, to a prosperous mindset. And you know, that's where it starts is in your mind, and then it has to start coming out of your mouth. So she began speaking out of her mouth, declaring that God has more for our family. God has more for this family. And she started getting her children to say the same thing. She began to believe it. She began to speak it. And then she began to expect it. Well, she told her son, start confessing that you have scholarships for college. So he started saying that. Now, he could have looked around and seen how poor they really were, the conditions they were living in, but he just kept speaking it. I have scholarships for college. He just kept declaring it. Well, 
get this, her son graduated number two in his high school. He received not two, not three, not five, not even eight. He received nine scholarships to college and it totaled $1.3 million. Not only that, they covered his undergraduate degree, his master's degree, and his doctorate degree at Georgetown University. What would happen if you would develop a prosperous mentality? Dare to believe that God has more for you. You know, it all has to begin right here. And one of the ways you renew your mind is by educating yourself, just getting your hands on information that expand your thinking, that get you to think in a whole new way. And you know, that's what my dad did 45 years ago when he got a hold of the Word of God. In fact, this new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, he shares revelation knowledge he received in his 45 years of ministry studying the Word of God. And this book has been described as a roadmap out of financial bondage. So if you're facing financial bondage, lack, crisis, debt, you know, the anxiety that goes with it, then you got to renew your mind to a whole new way of thinking. And this is how it starts, exposing yourself to the Word of God. So I want you to get this book, highlight it, get that foundation. You know, Hosea says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You know, what we don't know can hurt us. So get this book on finances, on prosperity. Like I said, it's a roadmap out of financial bondage. And I believe you're going to receive the tools, the wisdom, and the faith to believe that nothing is impossible and start conditioning yourself to say, God takes pleasure in prospering us. Thank you so much for watching. I look forward to hearing testimonies from you about how this book is changing your life, how your family's receiving scholarships, business ideas, opportunities, breakthroughs in your finances, whatever it is that you're believing God for. We are expecting to hear from you. And I want you to know our staff, our family, we pray for you. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money, paying the bills, feeding the kids, and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. 
Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.